Welcome to the Missouri Wind and Solar Podcast. Thanks for downloading. I'm your host, Wes Shank, and I'm here today with our co-host and general manager, David McDerris. Each week, we review the latest and greatest happenings in wind and solar and how they'll impact you and your alternative energy projects. If you'd like more information about anything you've heard on the podcast, check out all of our educational resources at windandsolar.com, including links to over 300 of our YouTube videos. There's 112 podcasts, enough you knew that. And you can also reach out to our Seymour-based sales team at 417-708-5359, or you can email them at sales at windandsolar.com. You can also go on the website, sign up for our newsletter. Uh, we're trying to do a couple of newsletters a week just to keep everybody up on what's happening there. And if you really, really want to get in depth, come to our hands-on workshop in Seymour. You can get the details of when those are scheduled on our website, windandsolar.com. All right, David, I've got the question for today's podcast and how we want to lead into this. So I figured that out. We were having a really interesting conversation because I was, we were talking about what we were going to do on podcasting and it was like, we started to go way into a podcast without recording. So I had to back up and let's do this right. So here is my analogy, if you will. If I have a truck and it's a four cylinder and I have another truck, it's a six cylinder and I got another truck and it's an eight, I know very easily what the differences are in there. That's a real a mechanical difference in all of those. But what I have been struggling with for a while now is what's the difference between a 12, a 24, and a 48-volt wind turbine? Because if you go in and look at it, almost all the components are incredibly similar. If you go look at a four-cylinder versus a six or eight, you can see right. hey, there's, a, there's obviously a tangible difference. But if you look at a 12, 24, and 48-volt wind turbine, there's not. And so I think I got into this a little bit with, I think Crystal was helping me with it, and you've helped me with it. But let's talk about what that really means in wind turbines. And if I understand it, it doesn't mean as much as you think it means. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I somewhat agree with that. But yeah. All right. <laughs> because ultimately, if you have 12 volt, 24 volt, or 48 volt batteries, uh-huh. that is very specific. Correct? Correct. But if you have a 12, 24, or 48 volt wind turbine, it can produce whatever voltage that it needs to produce, correct? Correct. Okay. That was this thing that I think I was talking with last and trying to understand. You could, we don't, I obviously I don't think we recommend this. We would not recommend this. You could actually set your controller to say that a 12-volt wind turbine is a 48-volt wind turbine. Yes. Yeah. So we'll go a little deeper into that. <laughs> so let's talk about that. So what is... The basis, if we, you know, one of the big things we did in one of our recent podcasts we were talking about, it's not about the amperage. Right. And that was a a big thing that comes up over and over and over and over again. People are like, it's only putting out two amps. Okay, it doesn't matter. What's it, you know, amps and volts. That's your wattage. That's what you're interested in. Right. So saying that a wind turbine, first off, a wind turbine very rarely puts off just 12 volts, correct? Correct. 
because what you're usually looking at, I mean, what would be a voltage that you would expect to see here in at my place if I was running a 12 volt wind turbine? A 12 volt wind turbine on a 48 volt battery bank is going to achieve over 12 volts very quickly. But we're talking significantly over, right? I mean, we're talking like... Yes. I mean, it takes a little bit more over the 12 volt. If you're using a 12 volt, so let's back up and just kind of talk what the difference is and then... All right. right, But let me hit you with this. Because in my system, you can see the voltage run up to, I mean... Almost 250, well, 230 volts. Yeah. So that's what I'm getting at. So... And we're using a 48 volt turbine in yours, but... So how is my... I'm not saying a a 12 volt would probably have a really hard time achieving the 230 volts, but it could. My point here is if I go out to an outlet and I try to draw 220 volts through a 120 volt outlet, bad things are going to happen. Right. But here, it's not the same thing. Not the same thing. A 12 volt wind turbine kicking out, like you said, I mean, 100 volts. 150, 200 volts. Yeah, not a deal. So what is that about? So... First thing off, what makes the difference in our wind turbines from 12, 24, and 48 is the stator itself. Every other component in the turbine is exactly the and, same. And when we're talking about stator, we're talking about the actual copper the winding. The copper windings right? in the, yeah. So the only thing that's different is the size and the amount of the copper windings inside the stator. The stator is made exactly, the stator blank is exactly the same as the well. The magnets are the same. The rotors are Everything the same. Is the the same. casing is the same. Everything is the same. Except the wire in the stator and the length of the wire in the stator. So a 12-volt turbine, for instance, and I won't get all the down in the rabbit hole of all the gauges or everything, but we're just going to use numbers, and it's not right. Okay, so whoever's listening to this, is, these are not right <laughs> numbers. So just, let's just say that they were using a 50-gauge wire, okay, on a 12-volt turbine. So a 50-gauge wire, it's going to have a, a diameter to it that is applicable to, to a 12-volt or to a 50-gauge wire. So these will have then... It will be wound in a pattern. it be three wires wound because it's three-phase. So all of our turbines are three-phase turbines. So there'll be three wires of this 50-gauge wire all wound around. And there'll be a certain length. And let's just say that it's 200 feet. Each wire is 200 feet long. So, okay, so we got that math. We got 200 feet, 50-gauge wire. At 266 RPMs, with our current stator and our current rotor, you will achieve battery voltage. So you'll achieve 12 volts at 266 RPMs. That's what our turbines are based off of, is the RPM, the rotational speed of the shaft. Okay? So that will achieve 12 volts. The 24 volt, if the 12 volt was 50 gauge, the 24 volt would be a 100 gauge wire. And there again, this is just because it's twice as thin. Right. And these numbers aren't right, but I'm just giving the... And it would have 400 foot of wire. So everything doubled. So everything doubled. And then a 48 volt, it's four times that. So it's two times well, the 24. Well, it's doubling off of the 24, right. but four times off yeah. of the So 12. it's 200 gauge wire. And it's 800 feet of wire. So it's four times what the original 12 volt or two times the 24 volt. And so that's what happens. And the wire size can get smaller. And so that's why when you order like a hydro unit from us, right? Not only are these used in a wind turbine, we use these in also in hydro applications. And hydro application, when I say that, that would be using a water wheel. But we have people that use them in, in other things that, you know, they power them with the gasoline engines, things of that nature. I've seen that a lot. So with that, we always use the 12-volt version because 
That comes back to the point where you're saying earlier, because I know I'm going to be able to achieve higher than the 266 RPMs that it requires for the battery voltage. And the voltage is on a curve. It really ramps up on a curve. After gets past this 266 RPMs, which by the way, should be somewhere at about eight mile an hour on a wind turbine. The, okay, so we're looking at that initial, what it should do in- At the very minimum wind speed, okay. right? Minimum wind speed. And so that's kind of the starting factor of it. So as it ramps up to say 12, 15 mile an hour, where that RPM's getting up to 500 RPMs, you're gonna start seeing on the 12 volt turbine, you might start seeing anywhere from 36 to 42 volts to even higher, depending on the state of the battery. Okay. And the type of battery you're using, the more resistance you have on the battery. So the cheaper the battery you're using, the flood of lead acid, for instance, are going to have a lot more resistance than the lithium. And that's one of the the things we talk about in your battery technology is what you're, because of the different types of chemistry, some are more easily charged than others. Some of them really have no resistance to charge. They just suck in all the power they can. So that's one thing that you have to always keep in mind. You're like, well, my voltage is not getting to where I think it should be. Not only is it maybe in the chemistry, it would also be in the state of charge because the fuller the battery, the more resistance the battery is going to have. But so is the reason that we're classing this as 12, 24, and 48, are we matching the battery bank? We're trying to match the battery bank. And that was really always because of the type of charge controller. And I was going to say, so is that because you go into the charge controller Correct. and you say... This is a 48-volt battery, right. and so it's doing the math to decide what the voltage and the amperage right. should on, be coming into on, on a nice controller, it would be. On our MPPT-style controllers, it would be. Take a bulk-style controller like our 3PAL or our Sky 440, something of that nature, which is a mechanical relay-based controller. It doesn't can do that conversion. It doesn't know what voltage is coming in, what amperage, and then changing it to match the battery bank. What it's doing is it's coming in. If it's coming in at 120 volts, then it's coming in at 120 volts. And if it's and coming it's in, just looking at the battery state and deciding when to turn it off, right? Right. I mean, it's just looking at the voltage in the battery bank. So what happens is it may only be coming in at three amps at 120 volts. Well, if your battery bank is a 24 volt, you're really only getting about 30 volts going into it. So, and okay, still so three amps. Right there. So let's talk about that because I think that's might be where I get lost. So you've got 120 volts coming in uh-huh. at three amps. Right. Which would be 360 watts. 360 watts. But your battery is only accepting... About 30 volts. At... Three amps. So what's it doing with the balance? Because that got to go somewhere. Inefficiency. Really? So it's just heat somewhere? Heat. Where's the heat? Is the heat up in the... Heat is crazy. Is it, it, is it in the turbine it, or is it in... It backs up into the turbine. Huh. And that's why there's failure if you're using a 48-volt turbine and you're using a bulk-style controller that because the wire diameter is four times smaller than the 12-volt, and so if you're having real high winds, if you're in a location that experiences... Like our Montana, Wyoming right, folks. Yeah, that experiences 25-mile-an-hour-plus winds all day and sometimes 70 and 80-mile-an-hour winds. So that's why might, they've got to go to 48-volt system. That's why they may have to go to the MPPT style system so it knows to slow that thing down. It gets but, takes but it is, all out of it. Am I right that that's also the reason they need to be in forty eight volt, not twelve volt? Yeah, twelve volt. I mean, you're just you're gonna have to have something that throttles it back all the time because it's gonna burn it up if you don't. But a, but a twelve volt turbine will actually burn up 
the stator will have less a chance of failure because of the four times larger diameter of wire. So you don't actually have the heat because in our stators, there's, there's remember more I, in there that can't just right, fuse. Right. And, yeah. So in our stators, you have three wires. It's all three phases again. So it's got three separate wires. All these are coated in a. I know they got. Yeah, you know, they got this coating on them that keeps them from basically shorting, shorting the tube. Out against you so what happens is if you create too much heat in that stator, that starts to melt that actual coating, not the wire itself, and then they actually cross short each other. And when they cross short each other, if the wind is still strong enough, it just literally burns the thing yeah, up. I game mean, it over. Just game over, and it's no good anymore. But that, okay. yeah. So that's where the inefficiency comes in. That's where the bulk style controller versus the MPPD so style controller. you're backing that heat up in the actual stator. Correct. And that's where the failure occurs. That's and that's because you've got, so I know it's probably a huge overstatement. So is it then ideally saying, okay, low wind areas, you can do 12 volt. You can do 12, 24, or 48 in any wind type that you want as far as low wind. That's fine. You need to match your battery bank. If you're going to be in a very high wind situation, you could back off to a, a voltage below that. So if you're going to be in 48 volt, you may want to back off to a 24 volt turbine or a 12 volt turbine if you're in really high wind zones, because it's going to be able to achieve that voltage just because of the rotational speed on that curve. It will actually still be able to charge that higher voltage battery bank. So you're not getting the heat backed up in there. Right. Right, because... But does your efficiency not? What it is, is if your wind ever backs off, you might not be charging. Okay, so, so just, that's where you see your wind turbine spinning and you're not creating correct, any power. Correct, correct, okay. yeah. That's why on hydro units, and I call them hydro, but because that's the number one thing they're used for, on hydro units, you're going to be able to limit and know exactly what your RPMs is going to be. You're going to design your wheel system right. and your gearing right. system. It's consistent. Should to be. get it consistent where it's all the time going to be turning maybe at 800 RPMs. And so you know you're always going to be in that voltage range. So you can kind of play around with that until you get the optimal charging. And you could even do that with a bulk style controller. But back to that bulk style controller, if I was only getting 30 volts at 3 amps, I was getting 90 watts and members said it earlier 360 watts so i'm getting a fourth of the yeah, efficiency that's really tough yeah so that's just what's happening in wind turbines but you can go with incredibly cheap batteries in that too right yeah oh yeah yeah i mean that, that's your that's, lead acid that's, that's your lead acid that's your agms so yeah so if you're charging that's what you're doing now if you're going to be charging lithiums you'll have to use the mppta stock so is it then am i right in saying that your mppt doesn't really care correct but you got to have the right wind curve for that correct to, wind to, curve to make it i mean you got to work but it really doesn't care that i guess to say and it doesn't see that wind turbine as that voltage it doesn't have a clue what it, voltage it, 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 all it knows is when the wind turbine starts spooling up how many volts are coming down the line there again if you're in a very low wind situation and i say low wind i mean if you're going to be your average wind speed is anywhere from 10 to 15 mile an hour you still need to be in that voltage range of the battery bank that you're wanting. And so the MPPT is looking at that and Correct. it's saying, I don't care what voltage is coming in, but I'm going to regulate how much that I'm going to take in. Right. And if I don't take it in, then it's going back out up into the... Now on an MPPT, is it sending it back up 
and no, heating and it, up the wind turbine or is it dumping? It can dump. So let's say that the wind turbine, let's say the battery bank is 48 volt and your wind turbine is producing super wind, super wind. Super so, wind. you know, you've got a 40 mile an hour wind coming through 40, 45 mile an hour winds coming through that day sustained or even gusting. And so, and you're using a 48 volt turbine at that point, what happens is on our classic VRD board, what it would see is say, okay, at 230 volts, we tell it that's it. That's a, the max voltage. And so what it starts doing is that enacting the VRD, it starts putting load on through the VRD box and that VRD then will actually take that heat that would be backing up in the turbine and it burns it out down on the lower. So the lower it's end. In, instead of instead of screwing up your wind turbine, right. it's just going to burn off in those resistors. It's just going to burn off the resistors, which are made to have things burned off in them. Yeah, so they won't they, do. they won't fail. And so then when that wind speed comes back down, back into the you know thirty five mile an hour range, it's just sitting there. Now if your battery bank is still needing energy and it's still and your MPPT is still in bulk stage. I mean, you might be seeing amperage of on a 48 volt turbine. You might be seeing 20, 25 amps coming in at, you know, somewhere in the range of, you know, 150 volts. So, I mean, you may be producing a ton of energy at that point. So, okay. All right. Excellent. I mean, that really helps. What have I not asked you on this? Cause this is. No, I think that we just, we'll probably go over in a different podcast at some point about yeah, the I know different controllers and stuff, surely. but yeah, that will lead us right into that one. So. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for checking out our podcast today and we look forward to seeing some of you back in our classroom soon. Thanks a lot. Thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast today. If you have a question you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast or just want to say hello, email us at radio at windandsolar.com. As always, Check out our store at windandsolar.com and buy some stuff. Your financial support underwrites our educational outreach, like the podcast, YouTube channel, and local STEM collaboration. It also keeps Lucy and her doggy chicken treats. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>